Hello, and welcome to the Gravel Ride Podcast, where we go deep on the sport of gravel cycling through in-depth interviews with product designers, event organizers, and athletes who are pioneering the sport. I'm your host, Craig Dalton, a lifelong cyclist who discovered gravel cycling back in 2016 and made all the mistakes you don't need to make. I approach each episode as a beginner to unlock all the knowledge you need to become a great gravel cyclist. This week on the broadcast, we welcome Amy Davidson from Trek Travel. Trek Travel is literally having an explosion of gravel trips for 2023. They've been in the gravel game for a few years with their Girona gravel trip, which I took at the end of 22. But they're back for 23 with an expanded roster of six trips, three in North America and three in Europe. I'm excited to sit down with Amy and go over all the details. Before we jump in, I need to thank this week's sponsor, Athletic Greens. I feel like everybody's been talking about Athletic Greens recently. I was just listening to Ted King's podcast and he was talking about his daily Athletic Greens routine. Like me, he takes Athletic Greens every day. My personal routine is mix it with a cup of ice. I love it cold. I guess the big question is why? Why do I take Athletic Greens? As you may recall, I've been taking Athletic Greens for going on five years. I was looking for something that would replace my desire to have a multivitamin in my life. I knew I wasn't getting all the nutrients I needed in any given day. In a simple powdered format, Athletic Greens contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more. It all works together to fill those nutritional gaps in my diet. It helps increase energy and focus, aids with digestion, and supports a healthy immune system, all without the need for a counter full of pills. Let's start your 2023 with a simple, sustainable nutritional habit. So whether you're looking for peak performance, better health, or just covering your bases, Athletic Green makes it easy to invest in your energy, immunity, and gut health every day in a simple fashion. Simply visit athleticgreens.com slash the gravel ride and join health experts, athletes, and health conscious go-getters around the world who make a daily commitment to their health. Athletic Greens has a special offer for podcast listeners. Simply visit athleticgreens.com slash the gravel ride and you'll get a free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs today. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash the gravel ride. With that business behind us, let's jump right in to my interview with Amy Davison from Trek Travel. Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I just learned about the massive expansion of gravel travel trips that Trek is going to be offering in 2023. After my wonderful experience in Girona, I had to get you on the line and talk about everything that's going on. Before we dig into some of those trips, Let's just start by, uh, let the listener know where you're from, who you work for, how long you've been working at Track Travel. Sure. I live in Spearfish, South Dakota, the north of the Black Hills. Really great place to ride. I work for Track Travel and I'm a trip divider from Track Travel, but I started back in 2005 as a guide. So had a couple different roles here where I absolutely love working in the cycling industry. So yeah to a long career. Yeah, I imagine all that time guiding yourself has left you with a pretty good sense of what it takes to design a trip. As a trip designer, what does that really mean? Yeah. Well, trip designers are the ones who 
build the structure. We book the hotels, we design the routes and build the routes and software and book all the restaurants and basically just put the shell together. And then we convey it, sort of a hub of the wheel, we convey it to every team within Shrek Trail, play it to sales and and then we hand it over to the guys when it's time to run. And when they're running track, it's really their baby. And then we work very closely with them to sort of tweak it and modify it. But we then sort of take it back at the end of the season and massage out any form we want to change. And then get it ready for the next year. So we're actually planning, we're working in about three years at once. So it's very different than being your guide. When you're when you're out there guiding you are these are focused on each day of each trip and really the hospitality and taking care of your guests. So the it was incredibly beneficial for me to be a guide and then turn into a trip designer. And that's how most of our trip design teams want they would guide. And they then sort of more both bats and then some of us just move into the trip design world and some of us continue to web OPATs. That makes sense. How long has truck travel been in business? This is our 21st year. Wow. And historically, have the trips always been on the road or were there off-road components? Mostly on the road. We did have mountain bike trips for a while, but this is our first foray into gravel. Aside from Geonic gravel, that's been around for years. But, uh, yeah, from there, I mean, you know, Interesting. So, you know, obviously I've got personal experience on that Girona gravel tour. What was it that was sort of suggesting that an expansion would be, uh, you know, greeted with enthusiasm from your, from your base? Well, just the growth of gravel in general. I mean, it's just, it's flooded over the last several years and all of our, well, met a big contingent of our guides and our team loves to ride gravel and that's what they're doing in their free time, letting their bike packing and south riding the gravel. And so we've been talking about it for for two years because just become such a big industry. And the the pandemic probably delayed this launch by by a bit, but because of that scarcity of bikes and the uncertainty of everything, basically. But when you as you introduced the Girona gravel trip originally, were there, what kind of things were going through your mind in terms of bringing some of these newer athletes to gravel off-road? Like, how do you think about trip design to make sure that everybody joining the trip is comfortable with the progression of technicality or amount of climbing or what have you? We have what we call rider levels, and we rate every trip. And we, so we are going for a variety of trips and then we rate each trip according to the yeah. rider level and spell out on our, on our website how difficult it is. And that includes distance, terrain, so how hilly is it, and also surface type because, you know, gravel is very broad. And we do our best to sort of put them into a matrix so people can see the range of trips that we offer and then select what might be the best for them. And then we I spend a lot of time with our trip consultants sort of explaining all this in detail so they can help steer people in the right direction. So we do try to offer a, a, a breadth of, of options for people who may have more experience or less experience. And then 
also when we're designing the trip and each day of the trip, we have multiple light options. So we try to allow uh, for different lighter levels on any given day. The guides will help steer people toward what option might be best for them any day of the week because as you experience on Girona, every each day's ride is quite different as well. And Girona, I know they the, the rides kind of build in different valleys throughout the week. And other trips like Shenandoah Valley, they build to a big climb at the end of the week. Uh, but the the climb is an epic gliding area, yeah. but it's actually a cave. Climb and the science pool. Yeah. It's just part of a a, a larger loop and much of locally this gravel. So each trip is different. And normally the goal is you identify an area that is desirable. Yeah, you'd be a great place for a trip and of course wonderful travel riding. And then I like to say you see what the area offers you. And then you take advantage of it. So I don't go in with the preconceived notion of I'm going to design this trip in this way and I'm going to be these people. I go in with a, let me learn about this region. Let's see what's about, you know, what it has to offer. And then we'll design accordingly and then we'll describe it accordingly. Because, you know, we aren't, our, even our regular trips, there's a, there's a wide variety of types of trips. So we don't try to force anything. We just try to call it what it is and make it shine. Yeah, it was, it was definitely interesting. And I noted it in those, the first day of the Girona travel, the, the gravel tour was just that assessing of the rider's abilities. And it was pretty easy, you know, it was casual. It wasn't like anybody was testing, you know, can you break, can you skid, can you go over a log or what have you. But yeah. you could tell that the guides were being conscious of like, okay, what's the, what's the dynamic of this group? What are people's eagerness? Do people want to ride all day long? Do they want to not ride some days? And it became surprisingly easy to strike that balance in our group. Mm-hmm. You know, the few, few guys from California that I went over with, we were eager, eager to ride as much as humanly possible. So, mm-hmm. you know, on occasion we'd come home and say, we, Hey, Mickey, we want to ride some more. And he would give us a GPS route and we would just go out there and pedal to our heart's content while others were electing to take days off. And to your point, like there definitely was a progression in, in skills, in elevation and everything along the way. I don't think anything would have you know, been out of reach of, you know, most gravel cyclists, but there definitely would have been days that if you were a beginner and one of the guys in my crew was a little bit more of a beginner that mm-hmm. a couple of the descents made him think a little bit more. You don't really oh, get sure. that. Yeah. On a road bike, you put on the brakes and even if you're descending Alpe d'Huez, you just keep the bike in control and it's, you know, it's no harder than your local mountain. But with the gravel, I think with everything, you know, all the natural terrain in front of you, it's often a little bit challenging and your eyes get wide and you think, can these bikes really withstand this treatment? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's definitely so like you said, you have to, you have to think more and gravel and really watch your speed on this descent. And the guides are incredible. They, their wheels are turning before you need them. They, they get a little intel on everybody and uh, their wheels are turning immediately. They always want to make it the best trip and, um, for every single person on the trip. And that first day is critical. And, 
sort of getting to know people a little bit during the bike spin and then sort of, you know, assessing Michelle's what's doing during the ride because they're, they're already planning the next day and the next day and the next day. So yeah, it's, um, it's, it's quite a feat, but they're, they're really good at it. And when they know the terrain, like Mickey, you know, the floor's all in Girona, the, it's pretty special what they can do, even right. what the largest group of people, like, like you said, they, they are more than happy to give you some extra routes or, you know, go on another ride and see you after everyone yeah. else is done and having post-ride years. So it's, yeah, it's really, really yeah. some time. You mentioned the bike fit element of it. And this was my first trip where I've ever ridden a bike provided by the organization. Obviously, I was excited them being Trek bicycles in Girona in 2022. It was the Demone, but I believe for for 2023, you're moving over to the checkpoint. We are, yeah, very exciting. Checkpoint SLR seven, so top of the line electronic shifting that Shimano almost a two bike, so a two by eleven speed. Uh, we'll set it up to less, and we're gonna. Bump the wheel to 45s instead of stock 40s that come on them. Oh, um, God. Yeah, it's going to be a great ride. And I think the, the rationale is we really want these trips to be accessible to everyone. And we buy this is the bike that provides the most comfort and the most stability and can handle the lens variety of terrain. Because we also have to select single bike for all of these trips. Um, yeah, I think you're, that we all thought. I, I think you're spot on there. I think, you know, it's, it actually, to me, it has two benefits. One for newer riders, having the fatter tire is going to make them more comfortable. It's going to make it roll over stuff easier, a little bit smoother ride, but for more experienced riders, those 45s are going to allow you to really tear it up and get after things and have a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have, but have the same bikes here at home. So I've been really enjoying like trying it out and it's just and it actually rolls great on pavement too so it's they're just so such personal bikes there yeah 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 i have to say i was a little bit jealous because mickey was already on a checkpoint and i was eyeing his big tires from time to time as we got in the rougher yeah. terrain because that's what i typically ride at home yeah yeah the all i would say all the guides who could get their hands on the checkpoint in the last couple of years uh, who had gravel had about seemingly taking advantage of that. Yeah. So we, we are moving from one gravel trip in 2022, all the way to six gravel trips, both in North America and in Europe. I'd love to just kind of talk to you about, A, let's first get on the table. Where are we going in 2023? And then B, let's just talk a little bit about each one. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's very exciting. This has been the better part of the second half of 2022 and my world has been spent putting this together in collaboration with the, a lot of our guides and other TCs. So we have three in North America and three in Europe. In the North American trips, in, in order are Bentonville, and Vermont, and Shenandoah Valley. And the European trips are Clostorona, the spring trip, and then we'll do Tuffany. And then we'll do Swiss Alps. And then we'll come back to Girona. Amazing. And when you say an order, is that a chronological order throughout the year when the trips are offered? Right. Spring. Yeah. I see them. Gotcha. Well, 
sort of taking them one by one, and let's start in North America to begin Bentonville, Shenandoah Valley in Virginia, and then Vermont. What attracted you to those areas? And maybe as we go through one by one, just kind of give a highlight of what, what people might expect on that trip. Sure. Well, we, we debated many, many, many destinations. And at the end of the day, we were kind of zeroed in on destinations where we have guides who live there. That was a big factor because flat and gravel, uh, having local knowledge was indispensable in playing the best route. And so that was one big factor. And then all kinds of things sort of come into play. But we were we pretty quickly narrowed it down to three that were relatively close to each other. And and that of course you have to cherry pick the best times to ride in these places. So you can't pick all spring destinations, for example. So you're playing with all kinds of things and put the put the puzzle together. But Battenville, we we actually had a, a good shell of a trip put together as a Battenville, but we offered as a self-guide and we have a guide who lives there. And uh, so we, that one was, that one was a no-brainer because Battenville got the, all the infrastructure as everyone knows, the mountain biking yeah. world of the world. It is incredible for mountain biking, but it is also incredible to gravel. You talk to any of the locals there, I go like, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty special. And the beauty of this trip is it's five days. And so you can always tack on a few days on either end, gravel, rental, mountain bike, and go with the trails either before or after. But the gravel there is outstanding without being too difficult. And really, there's riding locally and rolling. And the highlight of the trip is, of course, modeled after the big sugar race. So the gravel on the uh, sort of northern side of town is absolutely epic. It's fast yeah. and it's it's fun and it's beautiful. So you've got that, but you also have a great hotel in town, the 2019 Museum Hotel, which is an art yeah. museum turned into a hotel on the square. And the food is incredible. So we're going to eat at Preacher's Plan and Conifer and the Hyde at the hotel for dinner. So this trip, absolutely tax and I didn't even mention the art. We're gonna also visit Christopher's art museum in addition to riding through it, but um we're gonna visit the campus for like introduction to it. So that but is just absolutely packed great stuff. Yeah, it's such a great community and it's dark when you arrive there, just how infused cycling culture is. There's bike paths everywhere yeah. you need to go and yeah. you know as you said the gravel is great. It's very accessible. But it's a hell of a lot of fun as an experienced athlete too, as you, you know, as you ramp up the speed going down those hills, oh, loose yeah. rocks on those, you know, it, it's yeah. exciting and exhilarating. But yeah. again, like if you're, if you're going a little bit slower, it's totally accessible to a lot of riders and then all those great things to do in Bentonville. Like it definitely, I can see why that made it high up on your list of places to put a trip. Yeah. I mean, the, it's really special and you arrive in a town you just feel like oh this is home for cyclists like you love by you know like people they're everywhere yeah oh, wow. that yeah really special. yeah and to your point about like geographically locating the trips you know within a reasonable distance it's probably lost on many listeners that you've got a lot of logistics you've got vans you need to bring to bear you have the actual bicycles 
you need spare bicycles, spare parts. So there's a lot of moving mm -hmm. pieces to this trip that make it logistically complicated for you at Trek Travel, but honestly, logistically simple for the guest because we just arrive with our chamois and our helmet and our shoes and you'll take care of the rest. Yeah. And you don't even have to bring a helmet to have those too. But that is one, I think one thing that I always hits at Turtle Fires our partnership of track and bikes that we provide. And you look at gravel, the gravel tourism industry, most, uh, well, I can't name that's true. Most do not include a bike. Yeah. Um, I will just say no one take a bike, like check mine. So I seven. Good. Electronic shifting. It's all the bells and whistles, just like our Demani is for our regular trip. And, and so that, that is one really exciting sort of piece of fighting that. But it's for it. And it, it absolutely, yeah, our business is complicated. It always will be, but we all can grab in chaos and do our best to present a, a seamless experience for the guests. It's the goal. Yeah. And then I guess if we're going chronologically, next up would be domestically would be the Vermont gravel bike tour. Do you want to mm -hmm. jump into that experience? Yeah, absolutely. So Vermont has been in the trade travel portfolio since the company began. Uh, we've always run trips on Stowe, Vermont and the Green Mountain. So that's when this trip begins. Start at the Green Mountain Inn in Stowe and do a triple reds around there. We'll do a sugar tasting there or a sugar tour, learning about maple syrup and how it's made and of course do a taste of it. So get a little Vermont flavor in there. And then from there, we're going to ride from hotel to hotel and you're going to go to the Marquis Kingdom and stay in an inn out in the country just outside of East Coast so a lot of people know that area for great mountain biking as well, but there are endless gravel roads up into Vermont and different gravels. Really, you've been riding gravel there before gravel is cool because they have more gravel than pavement. It's just everywhere. So the rides there are about 70% gravel and then they're hilly. As you go from the Green Mountain up to, to equally hilly in the Northeast Kingdom. But uh, very rural. I would say the highlight is the ride from hotel to hotel. You have to Prepsbury, which is a small town, very accustomed to cyclists and outdoor enthusiasts of all sorts. And we'll have lunch at the general store. Felt the Jamie as we passed through. I think that's there he had a great experience just to, you know, you experience small town life in Vermont. And very and with their staying at a small inn in it for fun to end the trip on they are cycling enthusiasts there and they also put on fabulous meals so i look at one meal and i think it'll be it'll be a spectacular trip incredible foods throughout high end accommodations and phenomenal road riding that's so fun. It's such a pretty state. I've only ever ridden on the road there, but but definitely aspire to ride gravel once I get back there. Yeah, yeah. So, creative longitude. And then next up on your your summer tour of gravel in the United States is the Shenandoah Valley in Virginia. Mm -hmm. That was probably the one on your list that I was most surprised about. So, can you talk a little bit about that trip? 
Yeah, absolutely. I was actually looking at another region and it just sort of wasn't panning out. And I, I just kept driving and went uh, to Harrisonburg. One of our trip consultants was there and we kind of had it on the radar for a while. We also have a contingent that lives in North Carolina and um, lost a lot to Virginia to arrive. So it is a well-kept secret. And that's another place where as soon as I got into town, other now, I started knocking on doors and immediately I was like, yeah, this in the bike sounding town, these people love to ride. They're excited about bringing more second tours into the area. And it's, it's unique in that it, it's a valley, obviously Shenandoah Valley, but it's got mountains on both sides, the Allegheny Mountains and the Smoky Mountains. So you've really got everything at your disposal. So you've got riding in rolling farm country, and then you've got epic flies on either side of you. So we're going to feature um, a flyer to what's called Rhenish Knob, which is one of the high points of the state. It's on the West Virginia border. And that, that's actually a paved climb through natural forest and the paved descent, but the rest of that loop is gravel. So it's going to be an epic day at the end of that trip, panoramic views at the top and a nice change up from the rest of, of the riding. But it's a destination where I think it'll surprise and, and delight people. Because maybe you haven't heard of it, but if you dig just a little bit, you'll you'll see that there's like there's quite a cycling culture there. Great mountain biking as well, and almost anywhere there's gonna be great mountain biking. Gravel's gonna go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of people in Virginia right now listening who are saying hallelujah. Yeah. Don't let the oh, secret yeah. out, but but we are proud I of know. where we I ride. Feel, yeah. <laughs> I feel I, a little I, bad about that, but. Yeah, you know, gravel riders, we're, we're sort of, we can blend in, right? I I, yeah. um, I have a little bit of experience in that area on the mountain bike. As you you were mentioning, it's a great mountain bike area. And when I was cutting my teeth as a young mountain biker out of Washington, D.C., we would get into that region on our mountain bikes to go race mm. some of that kind of classic East Coast races down there. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I also, I recall having guests on a trip in California. Uh, years ago, to Illinois, gotta come to Virginia. They were lit. They live near DC, and they were like, "It's absolutely epic. You would love it. it. The riding is endless. Like you have to come to Virginia." So hopefully they're listening, and they're oh. probably like, "It's about time." One, <laughs> one, nice. So now let's hop over to oh, the uh, to the European trips. I forget the chronological order. Are we starting in Girona over there? We're starting in Girona. Yeah, yeah, because okay. it's just not great weather, spring and, and fall. So we're starting in Girona. That is our uh, only level four trip, which means a little more advanced. So the, some of the gravel riding is more technical. We It's the only trip where we incorporate some single track and some connectors that say are unmaintained roads. So they get a little more gnarly than what we've been seeking out elsewhere. So that that is one thing that sets Jerome apart. And the other thing is we've had it running for a couple of years now. So it's a well-oiled machine. We have a handful of local guides there who love it. And it's it's really their trip. I mean, they, they've made it what it is. So 
a lot of a lot of culture uh, it's used there a lot of local knowledge you can use there and great little hotel in the center of this charming little town so yeah absolutely and I'll, I'll refer the listener back to a couple episodes where i've interviewed both our guides while i was over there and gave a little bit of my day-to-day of that trip as well as an original episode going back gosh I think mid pandemic when I was hoping to go very early on, maybe oh, in wow. 20 that, uh, that you, okay. you and came on and talked about that trip as well. So oh, we've great. covered that territory. Okay. I'm a big that. fan of Girona. I feel like anybody who's into yeah. cycling knows that that's just a hub and a, a great place to be. Absolutely. Yeah. But what I guess I didn't realize is how epic the, the gravel is there in addition to the road riding. So, yeah, a hundred percent. Like they just so much of the Mickey was saying, you know, they had all these old rail lines that then got, uh, you know, repurposed into gravel roads and they just, they litter the town from every direction. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm heading there in uh, February. So I can't wait to do a couple of the rides that you get to go on. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And then what's up o- next over in Europe? Tuscany. Yeah. Okay. So, the Tuscany White Roads of Tuscany. Oh, yeah. The Strada Bianchi. It's going to be amazing. It's another region that Turchell has, you know, been uh, running trips in forever. And we all love it. It, it just never gets old. I got to go there in 2015. We got to ride some of this gravel. So anyone who is gravel enthusiast probably knows about the race, Strada Bianchi, and also the Aroca. Uh, vintage cycling race and our trip really blends those two together. So we spend some time around Gaioli and, and near Siena, the first hotels near Siena, uh, riding some of the Strada Bianchi and Roca routes. But you get to experience wine country and you get to have lunch, I think it is, in Gaioli and visit the road store. And you also get to have coffee and a little tour of Siena where you're watching the end of any race. Well, it's like some cycling cross races to Strada Bianchi. They end in the, in the piazza in Siena. And it's just like an incredible experience. So we're going to uh, do that on the trip. And then we're going to finish near Watticino, uh, a little bit further south. And the riding just goes on and on. I mean, some of my favorite riding when I was there in Southern Tuscany, where it's a little less touristy and you're sort of getting off the beaten path there. And we have a couple of guides who, well, one in particular, who really rides gravel a lot there and knows all the ins and outs and gravel roads. So he got to put this together and uh, he's, I think, really made him shine. The other, one piece of it is that the second hotel is actually an agro-tourism which we don't typically stay in. So it's a, a working bar that also is a hotel. So, you know, the definition of fun table dining, basically. This uh, agro-tourism is very high-end. It's absolutely beautiful. And our final night will be a, a meal that is paired with wines from their cellar, some of their oldest favorite wines. So... It's going to be an absolutely epic trip, great riding, and of course, in a year so outstanding food and wine uh, to pair with it. Yeah, super cool. I imagine, and I've never ridden there myself, but just seeing Strada Bianca, the, the dirt roads are, I mean, 
relative in the spectrum of these gravel trips, it, it seems like these are sort of smoother dirt roads than elsewhere. I would say, yeah, honestly, for all of our trips, the goal was to find the smoothest gravel roads that we possibly took. So we're not trying to search out the most difficult, gnarly, technical riding. We're trying to make these accessible to to everyone who has even a head of gravel experience to like just cook while riding on those surfaces because you can't avoid hills and cornering and uh, so you need a, a little bit of experience. But these, I, w- I would say for Mark, um, the, dirt, the dirt roads are super hard packed and like sometimes they're just dirt. You, you don't even have, you have very low gravel. In Tuscany, probably have more gravel consistently, but the roads are, are fairly smooth. They're just hilly. Yeah. And are they sort of the punchy style climbs? Yeah. I would say Vermont and Tuscany are known for short steam shell. That's just the nature of the riding there. Uh, you really can't get away from it. So similar to our, our regular Vermont trip and our regular Tuscany trip, these are, these are hilly trips. Villa is a little flatter. It's more like Woolen Land, Shenandoah Valley, more like Woolen Land. So they all are you know, slightly different. Uh, in general, you can never escape chills. And uh, we're looking for mostly steamy dirt roads with uh, not a crazy amount of dough. So, well, to the not. Got it. Got it. And then that final trip of the year, heading over to the Swiss Alps. Yeah. yeah. This one is super exciting. Um, again, one of our guides lived there at the, the this trip is on the eastern side of Switzerland in the Engadine Valley and it starts in a town called School. And one of our long standing amazing guides lives there and she's been dreaming about getting this trip on the on our docket for years. So she put this together in addition one of our trip designers who is a ski instructor in St. Moritz. So that's where the trip ends on the other side of the valley uh, near St. Moritz. And uh, you're basically riding in the valley, surrounded by the Alps, and glaciers the entire time. So that means that the terrain is hilly, inevitably. When you leave the valley, you're going way up. So it's more long, gradual climbs there. But the valley. what's unique about this one is it's mostly on, most of the gravel is on bike paths. And then most of the other riding that's not gravel is still a designated bike route. So it's very little travel. I mean, that's to be expected when you're riding gravel to begin with, but here it'll be from very, very little traffic and a combination of gravel bike paths and really narrow, deep lane going side, jump around up and down the town. Then, of course, there'll be. It's fun to dinner, so you have to experience that. And it's incredible the use of the, right. of the valley and the pristine. I just looked at the pictures for that trip, and I, I, I have to go. Yeah, I was going to say the, the only pic- one I haven't seen. The pictures on the website are just ridiculous how scenic yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. Well, that's super exciting. Just to one, get the overview of all these great trips that you have planned for 2023. And I'm super excited for you guys to continue to get feedback from riders as to what they like and don't like about them. And mm-hmm. um, 
you know, what an exciting journey to, to sort of have six new trips on the calendar. Yeah, it's that. I've been doing this for a while and this is like unprecedented for me in terms of, you know, what I get to do on the date day. So I'm really excited to get this out there. I know that our guides are too. I mean, everyone who helped design these trips is going to be working them next year. And I know that they'll evolve. Yeah, absolutely. The way all of our trips work, you take feedback from the guides and the guests. And the more we sink into a region, the more we learn about it, the new trips become. So. This will definitely evolve. And as we learn, I sure hope that the entire category just continues to grow. Yeah. You know, as I've said many times on the podcast before, I'm just, I'm a big fan of this idea of gravel travel. And as much as I like going to do events and races, for me, it's more about being in that region and sampling a bit more. And sometimes I get drawn into whether it's the length of the event or just, you know, wanting to perform well. I limit my riding because I just want to be able to complete that one day ride. And sometimes I leave those regions thinking, gosh, like I wish I was just riding every single day a little bit less yeah. than putting yeah. all my eggs into this one, one day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of, of these vacations. You really can really get to sink into a region and see it ride day after day after day. Kind of like the whole. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, totally. Right. After that. <laughs> totally. Yeah. There's something to be said for having nothing to do, but ride all day and pretty much have the logistics all taken care of for you. Yeah. I mean, I hear that from, from my friends. It's, it's truly what I love to do in my free time as well. So now that I live in a place that full of gravel, I, we have people visiting and go out for, for four days and for me, it's the best staycation I've ever had. And for them, they feel like they're on a travel trip. So uh, I bet that's yeah, really fun. You better, you better watch out. You may have some listeners knocking at your door, wanting a person. <laughs> hey, bring it on. I already, I already have it planned. <laughs> Thanks again, Amy. I really appreciate the time and I'm excited to revisit this conversation at the end of the year and see how everything goes. Yeah, me too. Awesome. Thank you for having us and for bringing attention to gravel travel. Hopefully it's just going to keep growing and we'll look forward to doing more myself, discovering more destinations. Big thanks to Amy for joining the show today. I'm super excited to hear that Trek Travel is doubling down on gravel travel for 2023. I don't know about you, but there are more than a handful of those destinations I'd love to ride in myself. I've covered a few but absolutely, I encourage you to go to the trektravel.com website and check out those pictures, particularly for the Swiss trip. It just looks absolutely spectacular. A huge thanks to Athletic Greens for being a longtime supporter of the show. Remember, head on over to athleticgreens.com slash the gravel ride to get your free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs added to your order. If you're interested in connecting with me, please join The Ridership. That's www.theridership.com. That's a free online cycling community where you can connect with me and other gravel athletes for around the world. If you have the ability to support the show, please visit buymeacoffee.com slash thegravelride. Until next time, here's to finding some dirt under your wheels. <laughs>